I'm Jess. And I'm Ryan. And this is Real Real Talk. Talk. It's time for the Real Talk about social media and your life online. If you're a social media enthusiast or looking to take your presence online to the next level, we've got advice and personal experience to help you. We grew our dogs, Instagram, and TikTok, and then carried over those lessons to our personal accounts. The episode you're about to hear was first released as an episode of the Iggy Parents podcast, but it's an example of what's to come from Real Talk. If you enjoy what you hear, consider supporting us through our Patreon, the Iggy Parents where you can have full access to bi-weekly Real Talk episodes, as well as options to upgrade with bedtime puppy tales and monthly events like live Q&As and live stream yoga classes. Enjoy the episode. Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm Ryan. And we are The The Iggy Parents. Welcome to episode 32, Behind the Business. So today we're going to be chatting to you about what's behind the Iggy Parents. So we have been doing this as a side hustle for over a year now and putting a lot of time and effort into it. And we wanted to give a little peek at what that kind of work looks like. Yeah, so this episode is for anyone who's curious. Maybe you've bought our products before. Maybe you are just an avid listener of the podcast. Or maybe one of our Instagram followers on Iggy Adelaide. But this episode is going to cover several different topics, what sort of fully encompasses what we consider the business. And maybe it will help you if you're looking to turn your Instagram into something more. Or maybe you're here because you've got a rockin' Instagram and you want to learn how to monetize it, turn it into a business and looking to turn a side hustle into a full-time gig. That's what we're going for. So this is just our sort of lifting of the curtain to let you know what's going on here. So what we've tried to do is make this business sort of future-proof. So it's one thing to have a an Instagram and a popular Instagram, but then it's another thing to be able to send your followers somewhere and have something more for them to do once they know you and love you. We've done things in addition to the Instagram, like setting up the blog and we have an online shop and now we have the podcast. Like all of these things are to try and make sure that there's lots of things for people that like us. So as we said, this is a side hustle for us, but it's something we dream of making more full time in the future. And we kind of have a motto with this subject. Why wait? Why wait for millions of subscribers or listeners or followers to be doing what you want to do? So if you have an Instagram for your pet and you really love making clothes for your pet or you like to be creative making videos for your pet or maybe you love to talk into space and you want to be a podcaster yourself, why wait for all of that? I think it's time to seize the day and do it now. Let the followers come later. So let's talk about our backgrounds a little bit, you and me, and and figure out why it is that we wanted to do this online business because we've been doing this for over a year. Lots of things that we've done have been sort of pushed to the forefront because of the pandemic. So we had the free time to do it, but we had already been doing stuff on the Instagram for over a year. So tell me about yourself, Jess. What is it about you that makes you primed for this kind of venture? Nothing. No. (laughs) I I went to Instagram school? No. Um, So 
I guess my background, I'm a musical theater actor. So, you know, I got a passion for storytelling. I have always loved writing. I think I, I won the writing award in my grade eight class or something like that. And I really just started um, with the Instagram also kind of at the same time I wanted to write blogs because I wanted to document what we were doing. So I think my passion for writing would be one thing. Musical theater, storyteller, also lends itself to the podcast. I did my master's degree in musical theater. So for my thesis, I had to write the script and perform my own one-woman show. That was a very big learning experience for me. And I think a little inspiration for what's behind what we do here. New skills that I'm learning as well. Illustration. I am learning how to do digital art and have really been experimenting with Italian greyhounds, of course. But I'm looking forward to turning those digital pieces of art into something more. Well, for me, I think the biggest reason that I wanted to start the Instagram is because of my love of photography. So I've been doing headshots for people since university. And I have found since having Adelaide, especially, it's nice to always have a constant subject to take photos of. And then when it comes to the business part of this... I have done a bunch of computer science work in the past, so programming websites and things like that, but I also love podcasts. I found them in high school and kind of had them as an alternative to audiobooks for when I was driving to school. And I've just kind of been a podcast lover for over 10 years now. So I've always wanted to have a business or a podcast or something that is not about teaching other people how to do this thing, because those are the podcasts that I like. I like thinking about the meta part of it, right? People whose businesses are about helping other people run businesses. But I wanted to make sure that that we had something else and I really think our helping people to be dog parents is a great way to get these skills out, right? It's the the teaching part of it, the performing part of it, the photography part of it. And since then, we have even started getting some physical products. So I have a, a tiny bit of experience with that, trying to sell products online that, that didn't really go anywhere. But it's really nice now to have a business that I'm proud to put my name on. Like, hi, I'm Ryan. <laughs> I I think these products are good and you're going to like them. It, it's, it's nice to be able to do that instead of not some of the shady things that some people do on the internet, but some things where you can't 100% vouch for the things that you're doing. And I think we've done a really good job of being proud of everything that we have put out. So shall we talk about the progression of our business here a little bit? Yeah, I sort of chatted a bit about that in my my background, yeah. but <laughs> let's, uh, let's organize things yeah, here. Yeah, okay. So we got started in June of 2019. We started the Instagram basically with photos of Adelaide that our breeder was taking. So we got to go see her and we took a few photos. And then our breeder, Shalane, was really great at continuing to send us photo updates. And I think she enjoyed that we were enjoying posting them. They weren't going to waste. Yeah. So we just kind of thought, let's start a cute Instagram for our dog. Document the memories. They're only puppies for so long. So let's get those first first tooth lost and first time jumping on the couch and all of those things. So, you know, just for a hobby, but who knows what down the line we could do. Around the same time, we were also doing the blogging. So that was me. Like I said, passion for writing. I just wanted to write it all down. I had so much to say and I didn't have a podcast yet to say it. So <laughs> I had to write it down. I think we, do you know how many blogs that we wrote? And I say wrote because I haven't written one in a while. But Yeah, I, I think we have fewer <laughs> blog posts than podcast episodes. 
episodes at this point. Yeah, we did have a few blog posts that kind of don't fit in a podcast. So there were some about from Adelaide's perspective. So I wrote a few sort of comedic pieces of Adelaide reviewing a movie or Adelaide reviewing a Broadway musical or something like that. So a few don't really lend themselves to the Iggy Parents podcast, but it definitely was practice to writing the outlines for these episodes and sort of getting out there with our thoughts. So part of starting all of this was setting up the website to have the blog. And then once we decided that we wanted to add a few more things, including the online shop, we changed over the hosting platform or the the website builder that we were using. And it it was nice because we've been able to grow with that. I'll get into the the details of that in a little bit. But we had... Behind the website. Yeah, we had the website and then we're able to do the online shop through that and the podcast through that as well, that we can make posts about that. And then we've been adding kind of TikTok and YouTube content since then. So we're we're trying to make sure that we're everywhere. Pat Flynn is a podcaster that I have always enjoyed listening to. He has a strategy. It's the Be Everywhere strategy. And I feel like Gary Vee as well, who's a, a business personality online. I, I'm not going to say podcaster. He has a podcast, but lots of different things. Talks about repurposing content. Yeah. <laughs> he talks about repurposing content. So make sure that you have your YouTube video that can be made into small clips for Instagram or you're posting them on both places. Anyways, we we have been subscribing to that and I feel like it's been working for us that we have kind of our home base of Instagram and like I feel like that's the most concrete way people can contact us. And like for this podcast, we use Iggy Adelaide's Instagram to sort of poll our listeners. Right. Whenever we mention a poll, it's from that pool of followers because that is like general dog people or Italian greyhound people and less so um, the listeners of this podcast, which which might be, well, just the following is not as big. I was going to say less like general dog fans, but that that is kind of what we're aimed at. Yeah, I think there's just, like we said, a bigger following on Iggy Adelaide's and there's newer followers there just because we're more active on that account. So all of our new followers that come in, we redirect them to the podcast. But again, you're going to get all of the questions that we ask on Iggy Adelaide. So if you are wanting to see us everywhere, you got to follow both. (laughs) So now we're going to dive into our first love, Instagram. So we're going to give you a little glimpse of what we do on Instagram, what we've learned about Instagram. I said we didn't go to Instagram school, but I did take a few Skillshare classes about (laughs) marketing on Instagram. (laughs) And we've learned a lot and we've experienced a lot. So, and, and we have a lot more to do still. Like I said, this is yes. a, a part-time gig with not quite full-time hours, but lots of effort. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think a lot of like emotional attachment to it as well. Mm-hmm. And a lot of time spent thinking about it. Like what's the next thing going to be? It's not just, oh, let's just snap a quick picture. Like there's a lot of planning that goes into, well, at least the podcast, but re- more recently, a lot of the videos for TikToks and Reels that photo shoots we've been and... putting a lot of effort into. So we did have an episode all about the gram episode 13 and that was i believe when we were working on iggy adelaide's account and we were at about 5,000 followers so we took you through the journey of us going from zero to a thousand and then a thousand to five thousand well as of today we are now at 15 plus thousand Mm -hmm. So we kind of want to share with you what we've learned 
since that and how we've learned about the business of Instagram. A question you might have is, why do you keep saying business of Instagram? I thought it was just for social. Well, take it away, Ryan. There seems to be three kinds of ways that people try and monetize their Instagram. So there are sponsorships, which is kind of the most obvious way that people monetize. And I say obvious because there's lots of built-in Instagram features that lean towards having a sponsored post. Instagram really wants you to tag the sponsor in your posts and it kind of shows up in place of the location or next to. I can't remember exactly what the formatting is, but it is a built-in feature in Instagram. Branded content. Branded content. Thank you. That's what they call it. And then there are also other ways like having an affiliate link. So that'll be if you see someone will have in their bio, use my code for a discount. And sometimes that then leads to uh, a percentage of sales for the Instagram user. Uh, sometimes it's free product after a certain number of sales or like you get to work it out with the company or sometimes there's a threshold you must make this amount of money before we pay you we've experienced that as well and then the third way that we have found the most success with honestly is having your own thing to offer so whether that is a product or a service or a digital product or uh, a coaching that you can do there there's lots of things that you can do once you build the trust or affinity <laughs> that people can have for you and your Instagram account. And depending on what way you're looking to monetize your account, it's going to depend, it's going to influence how you tell the story. So if you are having a sponsored ad, that brand is probably going to be requiring you to do something specific. So they might say, we need these many story posts about it. We need a, a post in your feed. We need you to give us photographs as well for us to use. Or maybe they're bringing in a photographer. That happens as well. And full disclosure here, like we said, again, still side hustle, hoping for the big shot, but we have not done paid sponsorships directly. So we've done in exchange for a free product. And this is one of our really big goals that we want to turn free product into actual money for our time and our effort. So that is something that we are currently sort of transitioning and hoping and working towards. But it doesn't necessarily have to do with your following, but sometimes it does. We'll get into that in a moment. With affiliate marketing, if you are an affiliate for a company, they probably will also have requests or requirements for you to post in a certain way, whether that's story post, feed post, and maybe they're looking for your own photos, as well as sharing maybe a discount code, etc. And then if you're doing your own marketing for yourself, that's kind of up to you. You get to do whatever you want. You get to post your own products, something you're proud of. Maybe you make a different account for that and you sort of feed your audience to go look at your new account. And there's just there's just a little bit more freedom with that. So we've enjoyed having the freedom of doing our own thing while still looking for those partnerships that are really authentic to what we're doing and companies that we love and still looking for those big sponsorships. But again, it's nice to have the freedom doing your own thing. A big question that we get from fellow Instagram influencer to bees or influencers <laughs> is what amount of money do I charge per post or feed post or package? Like if I'm offering someone X amount of posts, what should they pay me? So the technical term for that is 
CPM, which is cost per meal, which I think is Latin <laughs> for thousand. So it's cost per thousand followers or on YouTube, it's thousand subscribers or views that you get on your videos. So the general rule that we have heard about Instagram is $100 per 10,000 followers, right? Yep. So the tricky part about this is when you're talking about smaller accounts, because if the calculation starts at per 10,000, if you're under 10,000, then it can be tricky to figure out where you slot in. And this is where you can maybe do deals with brands that have an affiliate code and then you can kind of have no upper limit on how much you can make or you can deal with free product and then you don't have to think about what the cost per your follower is. It takes we, a bit of the pressure off if you're worried about something like that. Yeah, the this same kind of calculation happens for podcast sponsors and we have just been we're still just a baby podcast right now <laughs> like yeah. some of the my favorite podcasts have hundreds of episodes 300 400 episodes which means they've been doing it for a long time if you're doing it weekly so some people do daily right which i can't imagine for us the content that we would be creating for every day mm -hmm. that would be a full-time job <laughs> yeah <laughs> not ready for that yet but again hey there's the dream would love to have a huge sponsor for this podcast and this is all we do how cool so then, like I say, this same kind of calculation happens for podcasts, which means we have been working with affiliates, <laughs> like I just said, or working with brands to get free product. And kind of the best thing about free product or that you can hope for is product that you would have bought yourself anyway. It's true. I'm going to give a truth bomb here. Mm -hmm. Boom. Our affiliate marketing, not our biggest source of revenue for the business. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that it can't be for you. But so far for us, again, I said we're lifting the curtain. We've been finding more success with our personal online store. So if you also have a business out there and you feel like, hey, affiliate marketing is like my number one thing and I love it and I put all my time and effort into advertising for those companies we love that we have partnerships with, let us know. <laughs> Give us your tips because that's something that we're working towards. But at the moment, our own stuff is really what's been, I think, jiving with our audience. So we said the price per post would be $100 for 10,000 followers. But again, if you want to negotiate that, that is always up for negotiation. We don't ever want to limit you if you charge more than that because everyone has a different offering. And a big thing that goes into this as well is your engagement. So if you don't know what engagement is, generally we talk about engagement as in engaging on people's posts. You are commenting, liking, saving. That's a newer feature. And apparently Instagram really likes to boost those. So saving your favorite posts is really helpful when you are looking to help out your friends on Instagram. But you can look up your engagement rate. That is something that you can find online. We like to use Flanks. That's P-H-L-A-N-X dot com. And we did mention this in episode 13, I believe, but you can check your engagement rate on there. Now, what have we learned since? Brands that are interested in working with you, whether it's affiliate or sponsorship, they're going to be looking at your engagement rate and they're going to know if you have a consistent engagement rate versus something that looks maybe inflated. So again, we're going back to the old episode here, referencing back, but we had talked about things like follow trains and in the beginning, we did fall under that. We we're looking for different ways to grow our account, but we've learned since that it really is not good for your engagement to do something that is 
a little less organic than following someone because you saw a post, you liked it, and you're following them. If you're doing something like follow for follow, like for like, these kinds of things can maybe inflate your engagement rate momentarily, but it's not consistent. So it is a bit misleading to brands if you do something that's not really organic, like buying followers or participating in those things. So the biggest thing we've learned is, you know, keep your engagement rate consistent and have an authentic following. That is harder than <laughs> than it is to just say that. But participating in certain sort of unorthodox methods of gaining followers is going to lessen your engagement rate. Sorry, not lessen your engagement rate. It's going to artificially crank it up and then it's not going to be great. Yeah. If you can find ways to comment and engage with lots of other people, they are going to then look and try and engage with you. Right. There's that thing we learned that I always think about it. For every post you post, you should comment on 10 other people's content. Another question that we get a lot is, are giveaways worth it? So we've done a few giveaways and we have partnered with companies to give away free product from them or we have given away our own product for free. And my opinion is I really like giveaways. Sometimes people feel that the people who join the giveaway are not invested in your account or they're going to unfollow if they don't win. But I think that for the amount of people that do that, there's still a core group of people that were interested in your product and or products and they're going to continue to follow. It might have just been their way to discover you. A question I get as well is, should I pay for the products that we're doing for our giveaway? And I would say depending on how you feel about it. It's it's a personal thing. So for us, we started doing giveaways a little bit later. So we had a bit of a following and we felt that we did not want to do a giveaway where we had to purchase product. We wanted to do a giveaway that that partnering company was happy to give away free product for their own advertising through us. So again, if you feel like you're just starting out and you want to celebrate and you want to have a giveaway and you want to pay for the product, totally up to you. It's just where you are in your Instagram journey. One thing with giveaways we've learned is a big no-no, which it never crossed our minds to do this, but it is something that apparently people do. And it's having a giveaway for a huge popular product that has nothing to do with your account. So I'm giving away a free iPad and to follow me and follow, I don't know, a partner. But in these cases, the product has nothing to do with your brand, your personal Instagram account, and they are going to be more likely to unfollow you after that. Whereas if you're offering cute dog clothes, dog walking services, something within your realm, they're probably going to stick around because what you've got is pretty cool. In preparation for this episode, we did get a question about boosted posts versus ads. And we have a little bit of experience with this. So I thought I'd just clarify a little bit here. So a boosted post is a post that you have made and then want to promote it to people that are not yet following you. And usually this then leads to someone clicking on it and being directed to your Instagram account. So there's different, they call it a call to action. And the default one is visit profile because you just want to get more followers from this. But the way that we used this was to boost our first giveaway. So it was a giveaway where we had product, someone else had product, and we wanted to where we had product. And then we worked with Dogwood Creek to give product away to the winner. And part of entering the contest was following us, making sure that you followed everyone. So using the direct 
2 profile worked well for us. The ads, however, are something that will not show up in your Instagram grid, and you can click on the call to action, and it will usually take you to the sale page for the product that you're seeing. So we have yet to do this because we just haven't. We talked about it. Yeah. It hasn't happened. <laughs> we were like, let's do it in time for the episode so we can talk about it, but that'll yeah. have to be a business episode 3.0. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but you do that kind of through the Facebook business back end and you can direct them all over the place. So there's ads within your regular feed. There's ads in stories. There's ads that come up when you're looking on the explore page, or you can also have them over on Facebook or I think there's might even, I think there might even be a way to get it into like Facebook's ad network, which then goes through other websites, kind of like Google ads. Oh, but I'm not hundred percent sure about that. And like I said, we haven't done it yet. <laughs> no, but whatever your business may be, if that's the right step for you, I say go for it. Experiment if you find that sponsored posts are not doing as well or sorry, ad boosted any of these boosted posts, boosted posts. <laughs> this is Ryan's department here. <laughs> but if any of these are not doing as well, maybe just, you know, take note and see if it's worth it for you or not. And what's nice is there's a low barrier to entry. So you don't have to spend hundreds and thousands of dollars to start advertising. The ads that we did was, I think it was five or six days for five or six dollars. It came out to like $30 total. And that was because we had a specific goal. You could boost it for one day and then they cap it based on the CPM, like they have a CPM as advertisers, um, and they cap it based on their CPM maybe is $5. It's just off the top of my head. So once your post is then shown to a thousand people, then the advertising gets turned off. It's a, it's a nice system where you have control over the back end as the advertiser. And correct me if I'm wrong, but there is a part where you get to choose who the ad is being released to, mm -hmm. a bit of a targeted audience. Yeah. So we were running our contest and I forget if we had a rule in place or we were just hoping that it would be someone in North America so that the, the shipping... Yeah, we didn't have a rule for our first one. <laughs> yeah, so that, so that the shipping wouldn't be too much to send it around the world. So I limited the ads to North America or Canada and the US maybe. But that is a, a dial that you can turn and a checkbox you can check and make sure that, like I say, the control that you have is really great. Yeah. Another question that I get is, do you use apps for Instagram post planning? And short answer, no, question mark, because we want to. <laughs> um, we haven't done this yet, but there are lots of different apps like Planoly or Tailwind. And I think the one that we have used maybe once or twice was Later. So I'm familiar with what they do and sort of the format, but we just haven't done it yet. We've had I used it for my photography Instagram. Oh, yeah, that's true. To plan that out because it wasn't my main focus, but I wanted to make sure things were getting out. But we have not really used it for Adelaide. So <laughs> everything you've seen has been posted right at the time. Like yeah, we're the ones that push a, go. I find that as well. I really like to keep it me in control for posting because so many things about these dogs are spontaneous, organic. You're sitting on the couch something happens, you take it, you want to post it right away. Now, of course, if we were in our normal circumstance where potentially we're working eight hours a day or, you know, if we had a day that was 15 hours that's happened before and maybe someone else is watching your dog, maybe your dog is being taken care of at a daycare center and 
you don't have time to make a feed post that day. Well, again, one of the most important things we've learned about Instagram, be engaged. And that means as well, posting yourself consistently and frequently. So if you're worried that you're going to spend three days really busy at work and you're not going to get a post or you're not going to be posting to your um, feed enough, maybe one of those apps is what's right for you. And maybe that will be us in the future when we get back to sort of a more familiar schedule. (laughs) Another question about those kinds of apps I received is, do you pay for them? So usually they have a free version and then they have a paid version. And the people that I know who pay for it are usually people who have sort of a business attached to their Instagram and it's leaning towards more of a full-time job because that's the investment that they're using for their business. But if you're doing it more as a hobby and you're just doing it for fun, again, it's up to you. If you want to do it for fun and you want lots of followers just to be able to meet new people and, and have fun with it, then, you know, it's up to you. Personal preference if you'd like to pay for it. I have heard that the features are really helpful and there's more to it, but we don't have any personal experience with the paid versions and maybe we'll get back to you on that. Maybe that's another thing for a future business episode. And lastly about Instagram, I just wanted to talk about what's happened since we hit that sort of 10K follower milestone. So a lot of accounts that we've chatted with look at the 10K follower as a milestone because Instagram gives a new feature for it. And that is the swipe up. So if you've seen story posts that have a little link at the bottom so that if you swipe up, it will direct you to a web page, then that's the swipe up. It can be very useful if you have a business to have a swipe up. But again, it's not that huge of a game changer other than helping you to promote something by directing straight to a link. I think since 10K, we've noticed faster growth, but it kind of fluctuates. For us, it's really dependent on (laughs) reels. I think that the reels have been bringing in a lot of new faces and new accounts to our profile. And we're going to do a full episode on reels and TikToks because they're blowing up. And I think that it's something we should pay attention to. And we have a lot to learn about it still as well. I feel like we have much more experience with dog TikTok and Instagram than TikTok generally. I mean, (laughs) honestly, we're not exactly in the demographic that has made TikTok so popular. Right. But it doesn't mean that we can't use these tools and enjoy it. Like we're, we're like lots of people where you can get in a groove and enjoy watching TikToks for hours. With business side of Instagram, since 10K, I think we're getting the same kinds of offers from companies. Mm-hmm. It's sort of free product in exchange for posting. But I wouldn't say it's you hit 10K and then you instantly get sponsors offering. But again, that's our experience. And maybe you had sponsors offering below 10K. So again, it's all different circumstance. And we're looking forward to making that transition as well. Last thing about 10K, we don't know if it's correlated or not. But Ryan, tell us about Jiffy. So Jiffy or Giffy, whatever, (laughs) G-I-P-H-Y. I'm on the Jiffy team. I vote Jiffy pronunciation. Okay. Just to say. Uh, We applied to be, we applied to have a Jiffy artist account, which then basically for people that aren't in the know, Jiffy is the back end, the service where Instagram gets their stickers from. So if you use a sticker on a story, you found it from Jiffy. So we applied for this and it was not until after we crossed the 10K, I would say suspiciously close 
to the time after we got the 10K that we got approved to have this happen. So maybe you have seen our stickers and maybe this is the first time you're hearing about it, but you can search for Iggy Adelaide in the GIF section on the, the story features and you can see all of our stickers that we have made. So that is not a direct result of having the 10K, but it's not not a direct result. Who knows? Yeah, one so, of those mysteries yeah. for us. And again, if you know the answer to this, let us know because we are open to learning. We are just, you know, enjoying the ride. But it was cool. Now we can search for our own dogs on Jiffy. Yeah, actually. And you can too. Let me just look. One sec. Jiffy is really cool because they give you stats. <laughs> said said the nerd, I guess. <laughs> what a nerd. <laughs> but it shows you how many times your gifts have been viewed. And we actually just recently crossed the 1 million gift views what? milestone. That's so cool. So we have been kind of making seasonal ones recently. Our, our goal in the future is to make more generally applicable gifts that people can use. But it's been fun to work on those and have another kind of creative outlet. You can also see the analytics of it. There's a huge spike of the usage after months and months of our account not being active because we weren't approved yet. <laughs> and then they took off, which is really cool. Thanks for sharing them if you're someone who's shared our stickers. Lastly here, I just wanted to talk about Instagram as a whole. It's a social app. It is a social media app. And a lot of us are on here to share our own stories, follow other people's stories, and maybe the likes, maybe the follows, none of that matters to you. And this is purely a hobby. And that is wonderful. And there is so much space for that in this app. It's not meant, I mean, in its original form, I don't think it was meant to be this huge marketing tool. And it just sort of turned into a marketing tool. And now everyone's being able to turn it into a business. So originally, I believe it's, it's, initial usage was for social. But that being said, useful tool, if you want to monetize it, you can follow any of those tips that we just gave you and sort of explanation of we what we've done or from influencers that we've learned from. But this is a big, big, big tip I've learned, the 80-20 rule. So if you do get a sponsorship and it's huge and you've got like a long contract with them and they require certain posts, etc. It's not so fun to go on and only see ads that every post you post is an ad. Okay, maybe you're going to be making money because of these deals, but it does feel a little strange when someone's feed is completely ads. So the biggest recommendation we've seen is to keep it 80-20. 80 original content just for fun or informative, educational, social, whatever you want it to be, but just not ads. And then 20% can be maybe that self-promotion of your brand, maybe crossover giveaways and things like that. So 80-20, it's not just an ad. Um, where did you hear that from? <gasps> where did I hear that from? I feel like I've heard it from several people, so I can't, I can't pinpoint who it's from directly. But who are you thinking it's from? Well, what I was just going to say is whoever you heard it from, <laughs> I believe they have adapted it from a different 80-20 rule that I know. <gasps> What's that rule? I know. I was like, I've heard it from so many people, so it's just it's just circulated around. Tell me, Ryan. Um, it's a, a business term that you're going to get 80% of your results from 20% of your output. Ooh. So 
lots and lots of things you do are not going to have like 80% of your work is going to have 20% of your income or earnings or engagement, whatever. And then 20% of it is going to be huge. So it it's taking into account when things go viral and are spread kind of beyond your control. But you're also probably going to hit on something that's really popular. And then you can just kind of keep going with that. And then you can fine tune it and narrow it in on exactly what it is that people like from you. Yeah. Anything else you want to add, Ryan? Instagram? I think the biggest thing moving forward is to pay attention to the ways that Instagram is changing. So if you look at the Instagram app right now, I've just opened up my phone here. And the first thing that you you see is the stories. So Instagram still top is really promoting stories as something for people to do. You then get into the main posts from people. And then down at the bottom, you can search. That's where the explore page is, right? And that's kind of a holy grail of being able to land on that page that we have not yet figured out. They then get into reels. So obviously something that they are trying to push. And then the shopping tab. So we have had a little trouble with this because our website isn't exactly set up to work with the shopping tab. But we'll get into that later. <laughs> we can get into that later. And if you can keep track of what it is that Instagram is trying to push, I think you're going to have the most success. So in the last few months, we have seen 50% growth in our followers, right? So it took us, what, 18 months to get to 10,000 and then three more months to get to 15,000. And I credit a lot of that to Reels. Definitely. And we have been trying to do more and more of those. And it's fun. Honestly, I like I have experience doing video editing and we've just recently started doing some fun original sound clips. So it's just a new way for us to be creative in this. Speaking of creative, if you don't already have one, you should be working with a creator account if you're looking to turn this into a business or if you're looking to track your analytics stats, all those things. I think we did say this in our previous episode, but just to let you know when people are talking about reach and insights and stuff like that, it's all coming from having the information by having a creator account or business account. Right. That we did that so long ago, I forgot that was a step even. Right. But for sure, you should look at doing that. The insights that Instagram gives are, are really helpful and I think maybe even you have to have a creator or business account to be able to do boosted posts or Ooh, I'm or not ads sure because it's, it's been so long since we've had just a personal account yeah because the the Instagram ads you do through the Facebook business back end which you have to have a Facebook page for and then you can connect like that right to your that. Instagram account so anyway there's just there are definitely benefits to getting one of those kinds of accounts changing your account over to it I think we've learned a lot from Instagram yes we've watched like I said Skillshare videos but I think we've learned a lot by doing and watching our peers, watching the influencers that we look up to. And we also have multiple accounts. And that sounds silly, but we can kind of see different analytics by having Iggy Phoebe, Phoebe's account, separate from Adelaide's and separate from the Iggy parents. And it's interesting to see how a certain post or story will perform based on different circumstances, different following and different kind of content. So it's kind of all a big experiment. Well, I think that's going to do it for our discussion about the business of Instagram. We had discussed maybe this could be a full episode or maybe it could be a two-part episode. I'm kind of feeling like it should be a two-part episode. And next time we can get into 
the more technical part of what goes into the behind the scenes of the other things that we mentioned. So the podcast, hello, you're listening to the podcast. <laughs> the website where you can find more information about the podcast. The online shop that we have through the website, but also through Etsy, which has been a small part of our business. Maybe could be bigger in the future. And then what we plan for the future, where we want to put our energy and, and some things that we have chosen not to do. So that will be what the next episode is of the podcast. Can't wait. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Iggy Parents. If you enjoyed what you heard here today, we'd love if you left us a review. Five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts help us get discovered by new Iggy parents and dog lovers alike. You can subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening or wherever podcasts are found. Our new vlog is going up on YouTube featuring Phoebe's journey through puppyhood. Don't miss out on every pup date by subscribing to our newsletter at theiggyparents.com slash newsletter. As always, this podcast is brought to you by The Iggy Parents Shop. If you're looking for another way to support what we do here, check out our merch at theiggyparents.com slash shop. And don't forget to connect with us on Instagram by sharing your thoughts with us and your friends. Tag at the Iggy Parents, at Iggy Adelaide, and now you can even reach us at Iggy Phoebe. Bye for now from Ryan, Jess, Adelaide, and Phoebe.